Chapter 41 The Two Cries and the Two Answers Many are saying, Who will show us any good? Lift up the light of your countenance upon us, O Lord. Psalm 4, 6. There are two cries here the cry of the sons of men and the cry of the sons of God. They are very different, yet they are both unrelenting. They go up unceasingly. Earth is full of them. Wherever you go, you hear either one or the other. They are the cries of men like us, of men who have souls to fill, who know what sorrow is and what joy is. The men who utter them are made by the same God, placed in the same world, heirs of a common mortality, moving on to one eternity. We find them often side by side, in one city, one village, one family. Not the Hindu using one cry and the European the other, but intermingled, the two cries constantly going up from the same places. 1. The cry of the sons of men. Who will show us any good? Let us note what it is and what it means. A. It is the cry of emptiness. These sons of men feel that there is something lacking. They were not made for this perpetual hunger and thirst. They are empty, and therefore they cry. They are poor and needy, but find no supply. B. It is the cry of weariness. They who utter it are seeking rest, but finding none. They labor and are heavy laden. They would gladly rest, but they don't know how or where to rest. Unrest. This is their portion. Unrest here, a sad prelude of the eternal unrest, the never-ending weariness. See, it is the cry of darkness. Everything is darkness and blindness. They grope about, not knowing which way to look or turn, and they cry, Show us, show us something, for our eyes are blind. We have tried in vain to see. D. It is the cry of helplessness. They have tried many expedients. They have tried to create good for themselves or to get it from others, but in vain. They find themselves helpless. E. It is the cry of earnestness. It comes forth often amid bitter tears and groans. Men are bent on being happy. They would do or give anything for happiness. They are mistaken, yet in earnest. They would take any good if they could get it. F. It is the cry of despair. Who, who, who? They have tried everyone, everything, everything in vain. They are emptier, hungrier, thirstier, and sadder than when they started. And G. It is a loud and universal cry. Many, yes, the whole world. It is Esau's loud and bitter cry reverberating throughout the earth. It is the cry of the many, not of the few. The world is unhappy. It has no rest. It is thirsty and does not know where to drink. It is hungry and does not know where to find bread. It weeps and does not know how to dry its tears. Every man walks in a vain show, going about asking, Who will show me any good? And two, the cry of the sons of God. Very different in all respects. They know what is written. He has told you, O man, what is good. Micah 6, 8. A. It is the cry of the few, not of the many. 
For the sons of God are a little flock, one here and another there, not like fields of grain or gardens full of flowers, but plants in a desert, a few scattered ones here and there. B. It is a certain and definite cry. They know what they want and how to get what they want supplied. They do not grope about everywhere. They go straight to the source. See, it is a cry to God. It is God alone in whom is their hope. They go straight to Him. Whom do I have in heaven but Him? He is their portion and their all. D. It is a cry for light. They have some light already, but they want more. We have a sun, but we need it daily, more and more sunshine. E. It is a cry for light from the face of God. Light! Light from God! Light from the face of God, the light of God's countenance. This means that God was to make them happy with His favor and love, of which the gracious smile of the countenance was the expression. Lift up the light of your countenance upon me, is our lifelong prayer. And F, it is a cry that will be answered. The cry of the sons of men goes up in vain. They speak to the rocks and get merely the echo of their own voice. But this cry is heard daily and constantly. Light streams down and into them. God's countenance is their sun. There is health in it, healing in His beams. What a contrast between the two cries and the two answers! O you sons of men, how long will you love vanity? How long will you dote upon this vain world and worship it as your idol? How long will you treat its broken cisterns as if they were the fountains of living water? Oh, do not love the world! What will its good things profit you in the day of the Lord? Will its pleasures cheer a deathbed or brighten the gloom of the grave? What is the ballroom when its flowers are fled, its garlands dead? What can the music and measure of the dance do for you when sickness comes or the last trumpet sounds? Will that beautiful dress of yours do for a shroud? Or will it suffice instead of the fine linen which is the righteous acts of the saints? Revelation 19, 8. How will these revelings and banquetings appear to you in the retrospect of time, even more in the retrospect of eternity? What will you think of your idle words, your foolish talking and jesting, your filthy communication, your riotous mirth, your luxurious feasting, when you stand confronted with the last enemy or before the judge of everyone? You have gone from scene to scene, from merrymaking to merrymaking, from party to party, from vanity to vanity, from novel to novel, from ball to ball, in the dreary emptiness of your poor aching hearts, crying, Who will show us any good? When the end comes, what is your gain? Is it heaven, or is it hell? Is it joy, or is it woe?